Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Talking Your Way to Change, the podcast that educates you about optimal mental health and psychotherapy. I am the host, Dr. Banker, and I'm coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I want to thank all of you listeners who have been coming on this journey with me. I am now venturing into the second season. This has been a profound learning journey as I learned to navigate the podcasting industry. Although it has been challenging, connecting with other mental health specialists and diving into the psychological research allows me to fill my own cup. If you are enjoying Talking Your Way to Change, thanks for tuning in. Please consider subscribing to the show. Subscribing is one of the ways for me to reach broader audiences. Also, if you think the content is worthwhile, share it with a friend. I am practicing my social media skills, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, let's get into today's episode. My hope for you today is that if you're listening to today's episode, you will learn some effective steps to take to untangle yourself from your worries. Many people suffer from pervasive and uncontrollable worry. Oftentimes, people are unconscious of their worries and the negative impact it has on their health and relationships. As I have mentioned in the previous episode, it can be very hard to manage because it's so habit-forming. However, grab a cup of coffee or tea, get out a piece of paper and pen because I'm going to give you some simple, straightforward steps to end your worry. I will quickly name these steps now, and then I'll go back and flush them out. Step number one, identify if the worry can be converted into a problem or a question. I'll say it again. Identify if the worry can be converted into a problem or a question. Step two, is the worry productive? Step three, create action steps if the worry is productive. Step four, remind yourself about the psychological research on worrying. Step five, identify and try to connect with the emotions that you are fearing. Step six, give yourself a time of day to worry. Step seven, focus on the present moment. And step eight, distract with movement. Step number one, identify if your worry is a problem that can be solved. What is the actual problem? What is the underlying worry? What is the underlying threat? Okay, I worry about money, but what I'm really, I guess what I'm really worried about is my overspending. Okay, we can work with that. Is the worry that you will lose your job? Is the worry that you will lose your job and fear that it's not replaceable? Sometimes worries have more than one tentacle, and that's fine. It might mean that you have two problems, or it might mean you have one problem, overspending, that's the problem, and the worry is more, I might lose my job, something that is uncertain. This step is important because sometimes worries swarm together and create chains of separate but related events, and that is impossible to work with. Okay. Step number two, now that we have our worry, I might lose my job, 
I want to assess whether or not this worry is productive. And I want to emphasize the word productive. We're not assessing whether or not the worry is rational, because clearly that's a rational worry. I might lose my job. But we're wanting to assess in step number two, is it productive? And worries are only productive if we can influence them, if we could actually take practical steps to address them. Oftentimes we worry about things that we have no control over, or we're really worrying about some, someone else's worries. We're worrying about something that someone else should actually be worried about. A good example of this might be your adult child might lose their job. Okay, step number three. If it is a productive worry and there is a problem to solve, then identify some practical action steps. Not perfect steps, but plausible steps to take. Worriers often stay trapped in worries because they view the action steps as imperfect. Here are some action steps if you fear you're going to lose your job. One, okay, you might talk to your boss about your concerns. Two, you might try to accomplish something that you'd been avoiding at your job. Three, you could practice radical acceptance. Four, you could work on updating your resume. Most worries have some uncertainty. There will never be a perfect action step that will take away that uncertainty. You are just looking for a practical step that you could do right now. Okay, step number four. Remind yourself of what you have learned from the psychological research on worry. Worry is habit forming. It's hard to treat. Treatment involves increasing your tolerance for uncertainty. 85% of what we worry about doesn't happen. People who chronically worry create catastrophes in their minds that 85% of the time never come to fruition. Okay, step number five. You still can't shake the worry? Okay, identify the emotion, the underlying threat, and the emotions tied to that threat that you are worried about experiencing. So in the job loss scenario, most likely what you're worried about in terms of emotions is that you're going to feel about what the feelings that you're going to have if you lose your job. Like you might feel humiliated, you might feel scared, you might feel sad, you might feel hurt, you might feel angry, it might be embarrassing. And you can gently remind yourself that you are absolutely capable of experiencing deep emotion. Okay, step number six. This is, sounds kind of funny, but it actually works. Give yourself a time of day when you can worry. And it's called your worry time. You know, it might be from 4.15 to 4.30. And during that time, every day, you turn over in your mind those worries. So if it's 8 o'clock in the morning and you start to worry about losing your job, you're like, yep, nope, we're going to move that to the worry time. I'll give myself a good chance to mull that over at that time. Setting things aside allows you to let it go. Okay, step number seven, shift your focus to the present moment. Utilize grounding techniques. You're wanting to divert your experience to the now, the present moment. Being in the now is the opposite of worrying.
when we're worrying, we're not really accepting what is happening in the here and now. We're ruminating about what will maybe happen in the future or what happened in the past. So by pulling your experience into the present moment, you are stepping out of the worry. Now, in order to do this, you might need to do some grounding techniques. Grounding techniques help control symptoms by turning our attention away from the symptom that we're experiencing, in this case, worries, and refocusing on the present moment. The first type of grounding techniques that you could try would be to increase your body awareness. You could place both feet flat on the floor and wiggle your toes. You could curl them and uncurl them several times and spend a moment noticing then the sensations in your feet. You could also press your palms together firmly, kind of pressing harder and harder, and hold that pose for about 15 seconds. Then you could pay attention to the feeling of tension in your arms or hands. Mental grounding techniques tend to be doing mental exercises in your mind to kind of ward yourself off from those uncomfortable worries. One example of that could be picking an object that you see and describing it to yourself in detail. You could describe its color, its texture, its size, and any other qualities that you might notice. You could also name all of your family members in their ages, or maybe think about one characteristic that you like about each of those family members. You could count. Sometimes people find it helpful to count backwards from a hundred by sevens. I'm really hoping that some of these steps or strategies will help you manage your worries. I'm going to go through the steps one more time. Step number one, identify if your worry can be converted into a problem or a question. Step number two, is the worry productive? Step number three, create action steps. Step number four, remind yourself of the research about worriers. Step number five, identify and try to connect with the emotions that you're fearing. Step number six, give yourself a time of day to worry. Step number seven, focus on the present moment. And step number eight, distract with movement will be helpful to, for you. And I am going to leave the show with an example of working through another worry. We did this, the one that we've been talking about so far as job loss. And now we're going to talk about Molly's worry. And that is she wants to make friends at work, but she's worried about looking foolish or being embarrassed. I thought it would be useful to go through an example of these steps. Okay, Molly, who is new to the workplace, wants to ask a coworker out to lunch. However, she's very worried about being rejected and tends to be very sensitive to rejection. Even the potential of rejection can be quite fearful. She has been worried about what others will think and should she ask this person that she's thinking of, she is worried that she'll feel foolish if they turn her down. 
Step one, what is the problem? What is the worry? Although Molly is worried about rejection and ruminating about rejection, the actual problem might be that Molly wants to have friends at work. This seems like a problem that could be influenced by taking some action steps. This is where the action steps and the plan come in. Molly might set a plan of attack of how to create friendships at work. She might list a few steps. She might ask a different coworker to lunch each Friday and even share with people that this is her plan and that she wants to get to know everyone at this new workplace. She might also decide that she's going to engage in conversation and ask others questions that seem to interest, that are interesting. She might also read a book called Captivate, the Science of Succeeding with People and learn more about how to create these friendships at work. Now you might say, well, she's still worried about the rejection. Worry is like a worm. It just burrows in and it won't leave. The worry is the rejection and the feelings of rejection. Now, that is a problem that is uncertain, not in her control, and thus unproductive for her to use her mental energy. So how to stop it? Step number one, she can remind herself that 85% of the time, the outcome that she fears the most won't happen because that's what the research says about worriers. Two, even if the most feared outcome happens, it's not a catastrophe or an indication that she will never have a friend at work. Three, emotionally, she can remind herself that she is capable of coping with feelings of hurt, sadness, loneliness, embarrassment. It might be uncomfortable. However, these feelings are not dangerous. Four, if the worry is still lingering, she can tell herself, I hear you worry and I will get back to you during my worry time of the day, which is between 5 and 5.20. Then you want to make sure that Molly actually does that worrying at that time, because if she doesn't do it, then it might come back later. And she wants to try to extinguish the worry by exposing herself to it over and over during her worry time. Finally, Molly can pull herself back in the moment and do a grounding exercise because the opposite of worry is presence, being in the moment. She could clench her fists and then release the tension, and she could do that 10 times. She could chant quietly to herself, peace begins with me, peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. And she could repeat that 10 times. She could switch the tasks that she's doing. She could do a mental grounding, which might be picking up an object and describing it in detail. So the first one, clenching the fists and letting it go, that is more of a body awareness grounding. And a mental grounding would be more counting to 100, counting back from 100 by sevens, or this last example that I gave, picking up an object and describing it in detail, its color, texture, size, weight, scent, and other qualities that you might notice. Or she might watch an inspiring video. Okay, those are the steps. 
wishing you the best with your worries. If you have difficulty managing your worry, you would want to seek help. A great place to learn about anxiety and depression is an organization called ADAA. It's called Anxiety and Depression Association of America. ADAA.org. Or ask your doctor for a referral to see a mental health professional. Okay, until next time, this is Dr. Banker.